Okay. Hello, my name is Barbara O'Brien, and today I will be talking about the technique called No Opt Out. This technique comes from the book Teach Like a Champion by Doug Lamov. In their chapter 3, it is technique 11. So, the book begins by defining no opting out as turning the I don't knows into successes by ensuring that students who won't try or can't answer practice getting it right. So if a student replies, I don't know or I don't want to answer, um, teachers should turn to another student and ask them the same question. Once you achieve the correct answer from another student, turn back to the first student who could not answer question and ask them if they can answer now. It just reinforces the particular student to the particular the <sighs> reinforces to the initial student that they need to participate and that they will get it right. Like you'll help them get it right. And so, no opt out is a trifold technique um, that helps uninterested students, students who genuinely don't know the answer, and then the students who do know the answer. So, students who are uninterested in class believe that they can simply say, I don't know, or shrug impassively, and the teacher will move on. But this no opt out technique wants teachers not to let students do that. <clears throat> um, teachers need to give students time to answer. Make it known that you will wait for them to find the answer, and if they still refuse to answer to the whole group, then have um, them answer in small groups or with partners, or like I said before, call in another student and just have them repeat it. Um, teachers need to make it known that students are responsible for their learning, therefore they cannot not try, because that yields no results at all. Um... Secondly, students who genuinely don't know the answer, not opting out allows students to rehearse success by hearing themselves and their peers get it right over and over again. So teachers need to ensure that those students who genuinely don't know the answer, those students specifically will be the ones that you will turn to another student, ask for their answer, <clears throat> and have it told back to the student, or you can tell them the answer. We talk about the different forms of no opting out later. Um, but teachers sometimes forget how powerful and important it can be to receive praise and experience success in school while you're being tested all day long. So ensuring that students receive this while trying to figure out answers is important. So even though you are not letting students not answer, teachers need to ensure they are doing it in a positive and critical way that makes sure that ensures students are learning. Finally, no opt-out honors and validates students who do know the answer by allowing them to help their peers in a positive and public way. When you call on that other student you know will have the answer or is very confident in their answer that day, then they get, again, that praise and that success. So, no opting out comes in four basic formats. The first one is teacher provides the answer, student repeats. Second one is another student provides the answer, initial student repeats. Third one is teacher provides a cue, and a student who uses it, and the initial student uses it to find the answer. And then fourth and finally, another student provides a cue, initial student uses it to find the answer. So we'll go into what specifically cues, what specific cues should be used and how to use them. But for example, for these formats, an example for the first one, teacher giving the answer, student repeating. 
Teacher, what's the subject, James? James, happy. <clears throat> Teacher, James, the subject is mother. Now you tell me, what's the subject? James, the subject is mother. Teacher, good, James, the subject is mother. So it's just instantly correcting your students because a big thing with no opting out is you want them to have those correct answers right away so they get used to having the correct answers. And again, right away, they aren't allowed to not answer. They're getting them right away. Um, so, but an example for choosing a cue, student providing a cue, is teacher, what's the subject, James? James, happy. Teacher, who can tell James what I am asking for when I ask for the subject? Student two, you are asking for who or what the sentence is about. Teacher, yes, I am asking for who or what the sentence is about. Now, James, what's the subject? James, mother. Good, James, the subject is mother. So all forms of these of no opt out are the same in that the initial student must know the answer by the end. And all scenarios are positive and encouraging for all students. You're never putting anyone down. So finally, the types of cues you use are very important. There are four types of cues the book mentions. The first one being the place where the answer can be found. And an example of that is who can tell James where he could find the answer? So just straightforward, where can he find it? And then you allow that student time to go and find it and give you the correct answer. Second um, type being the next step in the process that's required. Who can tell James what's the first thing he should do is? Thirdly, another name for a term that's a problem. So, who can tell James what denominator means? So again, just kind of activating that schema, having other students answer for him, and then he can repeat the answer. And final cue type is an identification of the mistake. So who can explain what James might have done wrong here? I think that that type is very important because it allows students to do some higher order thinking in general, and it gets them to think about what their peer did wrong and how to help it, and then they, in a positive and encouraging way, tell that student what he did wrong and help him find the correct answer. And that is no opting out.